0: Hey, it's Brian K. Vaughan, and you're listening to Chris's Comics.
1: to episode 7 of Chris's Comics. This is the first episode of 2018 so the theme of this podcast is we'll be looking at 2018 solicitations for Marvel Comics and DC Comics and as usual Jay Bidette is joining me today. He's become some sort of a resident guest to be honest on this podcast. Punk rock pirate Time Lord Jay Bidette, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm getting used to the uh, the groove that I'm leaving in your seat. <laughs> yeah, thanks for being on the show yet again. I'm excited to talk about some comic books with you. Um, yeah, so, first podcast of 2018. So, what have you been reading so far, Job?
2: Um, I have been reading, and I should have really, well, it might have looked like I was prepping, but instead I was just scanning stuff on my phone. I've been reading Descender.
1: What oh, Descender. It? Is that the Jeff Lemire book? Yeah. yeah. I, I read sta- a bit of that. I started that like 3
2: years ago and then I didn't carry on and I don't know why. If you like Saga, it's in the same vein. It's mm. the same kind of tone. I'd say it's a bit darker and the watercolors gorgeous. I um I carried on with Moon Knight and um a really big surprise for me was uh, I we- I also read uh, the new 52 Shazam. Oh yeah, been meaning to pick that up. It's well it's really it's really good. Like, like he's He's not a likable character, (laughs) but he's likable because
1: he's not likable. He's, but yeah, it's it. Yeah, I mean, what have you been reading? Uh, I've been reading um, some of that X Men book, uh, the Phoenix Resurrection. Um, That's been dead good, you know. Yeah, it's It's actually been it's just wrapped up. X Men, I imagine it is good. It is good because it's a different take on it. It's actually like quite weird and surreal because like. Obviously, the, old Jean, the original Jean Grey's been dead for, like, years now. They've killed her off for a while. But she's come back now in this, like, weird alternate reality thing that we don't fully understand until, like, the last couple of the issues. And it's really weird. She's trapped in, like, this Truman Show-esque kind of thing where she's surrounded by people um, that are trying to keep her locked in this illusion. And all these people, are X-Men characters that have died... And it's the phoenix that's kind of incubating her in this weird artificial reality. And the X-Men have to sort of, like, break in and, and save her. And in the end, she sort of saves herself from the phoenix. But it's it's odd. It's kind of, like, got Tom King vision vibes, you know, where it's, like, nothing's as it seems. Oh, but that's what I hate about... Like, X-Men in compar- comparison to other
2: superhero stories or comic book stories, the the heroes go like, on a journey and they interact with other people. It's like the X-Men always have to battle just themselves, past selves, future selves, alternate dimension selves, personalities of themselves. Oh, we've got to rescue that one from what? Themselves. I just feel like they never really interact with the rest of the world. And when they do, mm. they is, all
1: die. It's quite, <laughs> like you say, it's quite in, internal, a lot of the battles, like on the astral plane, you know, mm. with like... um the Shadow King or whatever his name is you know the one that's in the you've been on a lot of Dark Fang haven't you Dark Fang that's one of my favourite new series that's come out um, I don't know if it started at the end of last year or the beginning of this but that's been great really good um, Miles Gunter I think he's the writer and uh, Kelsey Shannon I want to say is the artist on it um, it's like a, a twist on like the vampire story where it's like the solitary vampire um, in this version of this tale, she, like, becomes a cam girl to, like, fund her life. Right. Because like, she wants to live this, like, extravagant life. Right. And she makes shitloads of money being a cam girl. And then, like, it's, it's, it's unusual because, like, she's underwater for a lot of her life. So it's kind of like the Little Mermaid. I said it, it described Wait, it as, like... she's is she a vampire? She's a, a vampire? vampire, but she can go underwater and she has, like, gills and stuff. So she like lives on her own with all like the undersea creatures for a while, and I described it as um, the Little Mermaid meets From Dusk Till Dawn. That's the the best description I can give. It's like does she have to? Is she amphibious? Um, she does doesn't she... have to. She she can choose whether she right, lives okay, on land okay. or underwater. But um, it's a really interesting book. It's really, and then she becomes sort of like this environmentalist because like the whole family underwater they get killed by this oil spill. So her, like, revenge quest, then, is to kill the people in charge of, like, of this, like... Uh, of so
2: what's the relevance of the cam girl part,
1: then? Uh, that's just, like, at the start of the first book. I think that's just to grab your attention and go, <laughs> <laughs> Oops! Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> like, that. That's literally it. to grab your attention. Yes. Yeah, it's because, like, it, um, it, then it explains, like, in issue two, like, it goes, takes you back in, like, a bit of a prequel shows you like her life before. But that. if she's a vampire, can she not just
2: be do what vampires do and just kill to get like what she wants. Like, yeah, and I, she does.
1: And she does. But on top of it. that she just likes to play with her boobs on Telly. Um well, yeah, I I don't know. I think it's sort of like that being in that position of power. Well, like, I suppose no some cam girls are cam girls it, because they wanna be cam girls. It kinda it works though. I don't know, you have to read it and sort of fully appreciate it. And the art in it is just gorgeous. It gets the kinda, art does look good. It's like it looks, like, it looks like a Disney movie, but, like, <laughs> but with super violent, and, like, it's, it's fantastic. Oh, it looks like
2: a Disney movie, but they're on Television X and the Spice Channel, and they're going out <laughs> afterwards with Charles Manson underwater.
1: It's really good. Like, I do recommend it. Really? And um, shout out to the creators for uh, commenting and liking my reviews, you know. Keep up the good works. Great great stuff. Um, I know Phil Mouse from Comic Crit Re- is reading that at the moment as well. Yeah, so um, before we um, go into 2018 solicitations, uh, we're going to take a little look at comic book news because there's some big news that's dropped that you're not aware of, Jub. um, You make um, assumptions, but go on. The Umbrella Academy casting has has been announced. And as we previously thought that it was an animated TV show, it is not. It's going to be live action. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah, so Gerard Way's Umbrella Academy comic book series from Dark Horse has been adapted to a Netflix show. Um, yeah, and we thought it was going to be we thought it was going to be cartoon, but it's not. It's going to be live action. Um, oh. So um, oh. I'll just read out the article here on Men's Fitness for some reason. Why is it Men's Fitness? Who <laughs> knows. So yeah, it says Netflix has officially announced the full main cast of Umbrella Academy. A live action superhero series based on the popular graphic novel by My Chemical Romance is Jared Way. Um, so, the series, which will premiere in 2018, follows the members of an estranged dysfunctional family of superheroes as they search for answers in the suspicious death of their father. So, first member of uh, the Umbello Academy. Yeah, I'm gonna Google these. these <laughs> Ellen Page, isn't it? She's gonna be Vanya.
2: Ellen Page?
1: Yeah. So, in other words... The oh, white, yeah. Oh, the, I,
2: can, I can see that.
1: The white violin. Yeah, yeah. no, I totally see that. I'll give um, them that one. Or is that spoilers for saying that she's the white violin? I don't know. But, yeah, Ellen Page. That's cool. I'm on board with that. Um, Emmy Raver Lampan. Lampman, sorry. I've got that. She's going to be Alison. Hold on. Um, she's, so, she's the rumour, basically. Um. Okay. Uh, I yeah. don't quite see that, no. but... Okay. Whatever. It's about her acting, I suppose. Let's see how she does. Well, it's it's
2: more the fact that I, <laughs> if this is more already, I'm freaked out that we're having humans play this, yeah. not cartoon characters. Yeah. It's Ellen weird. Page, I'm sorry, looks like a cartoon character. Yeah. That's
1: why. I mean, she's you know she's Emmy Raver lamp lamp man. She's kitty. Um, she's Kitty Pride, so she's already done the whole yeah, superhero yeah, thing. I'm, but yeah, I can see her as.
2: Also as... depends on the effects they use for. All they know they might film it like hmm. Sin City.
1: Yeah. But go on, next okay, one. Okay, so Tom Hopper is gonna play Luther. So he's gonna be Space Boy, which I can see. Um, because he looks like, you know, this jock, you know, I kind can of character. See it. I can
2: see it, but only
1: because Just imagine oh. his head on an ape. Well his head looks like it is on an ape. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> Tom Hopper. I don't I'm not familiar with what he does, you know. Um so this guy from um, He's been
2: on Game of Thrones and look, he played this guy and look at the body thing there. Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose
1: he's been picked for his neck. So um, right. the next one is Robert Sheehan is going to play Klaus. Um, Which one was Klaus? He is, is he the seance. The seance, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can see that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm up for that. Wasn't he in? Uh, I know he wasn't. I thought he was. I was going to say he was in Misfits, the Scottish guy, but it's not the same guy, is it? No,
2: it looks a bit like him. But it's it's.
1: Yeah, I can see, I can see that. I can see him playing a, a guy who's absolutely off his barn, yeah. wearing a Hawaiian shirt, creepy, floating around, blue. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the final announcement we've got is, um, Aidan Gallagher is going to play number five, the little thirteen-year-old time-traveling uh, boy in a fifty-eight-year-old man's. No, no, sorry, fifty-eight-year-old man's mind in a thirteen-year-old boy's body. <laughs> to be fair, this kid looks like he's fifty. Yeah, it, it, I reckon it's gonna work. You know, based on looks alone, yeah, that's that's number five. Cool. You know, yeah. looks like him. What's he, the
2: name of the guy that everyone loves from Game of Thrones? The,
1: the, the, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, ever. but everyone
2: likes um, that famous, um, famous short guy.
0: Famous <laughs> short guy.
2: Yeah, Peter <laughs> Tinklage. He could be. He could be Gallagher. Mm. He could be number Is five. Is that
1: heightest? I don't know. <laughs> He suits the role. <laughs> yeah, so um, I think let let me just check on DB, but I think that's it. I think that's all we've got on casting. I still for don't. That. I
2: mean, I, they I think what you what you have there is a great cast or for a perfect cosplay. Maybe a famous fan made thing. That to me, I didn't want that. I wanted I wanted cartoon, cartoon, yeah, because it is cartoony and it's it's zany to a degree. It's dark but zany. I mean, picture with no spoilers um, The what we talked about in previous podcasts. So, if you're already up to speed, then you know we talked about the Umbrella Academy in quite a bit of detail. But the names of the guys, those assassinate, the guys, the. Oh, um, the Hazel br- and Cha Yeah. Now, picture yeah. the
1: bright masks that they were. Paper masher yeah, masks. Yeah, paper masher masks.
2: Are you really going to be able to capture that? I
1: don't know, because it could. Right. I know this isn't a great comparison to make. You're gonna compare them to dead mouse. I'm gonna compare it to the, a scene in Suicide Squad, the movie, where you've already lost me. Yeah, <laughs> where the Joker is like breaking into that place, and he's got like this like guy in a panda suit with a machine gun, and he's I like, "I remember that." Do you remember that? Yeah. I, but I'm I, I'm thinking like that kind of thing where it's like. It's bright, it's vibrant, there's some wacky shit going on with ultra-violence. Like, I don't know, I think it could work. I mean, think about the My Chemical Romance video for Na uh, Na Na Na, nah, you know, and... Oh, um, okay, and it's, okay. You know, where it's kind now, of like Mad, that's Mad Max. Last
2: argument you've got. Perhaps, you know, the... like,
1: and fucking Grant Morrison's in that as well. He's the bald guy in it. Is he? Yeah, that's Grant Morrison. Is he? <laughs> yeah. I thought he looks more like the guy who goes, boom. Oh,
2: Yeah. <laughs> At the start of every cinema, if you're a British person, you go to the cinema, in a view cinema, you start off your viewing pleasure by shitting your
1: pants as the lights go down and you hear that other guy go boom. Which was at the start of our last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> eagle eyed listeners. Eagle eared e- listeners. Eagle eared. Is eagle ear the thing? Do eagles have. I mean, eagles, eagles don't ears? really have ears, do No. They? They've just got holes. You got, I've got. It's like bat ears. I've bat eared <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Right, so, yeah, that's that. I just thought it was really exciting. I think that is... But have we got a date yet? Uh, Just let me double-check on IMDb. It's these TV shows... Well, it's this year, isn't it? So what do you,
2: what, we By the it? way, do, what do you think they'll do for a series? Because he's only done two runs. He's working on the third run, but it's like Axel Rose working on
1: Chinese Democracy. It's... It's it's only going to be the first series. Is it? But is it? Yeah. Are they
2: going to do the first run, or are they going to do a thing where the first series is essentially issues
1: one to three, and they really break it up? No, I doubt. I doubt that. I think it will be. You know, the, the Harry whole, Potter got fucking divided thing. in. The Hobbit got divided into three freaking films, and that didn't need to happen. Well, I don't know. I mean, the, yeah, I mean, The Umbrella Academy the series. They could stretch that way out because there's a lot of stuff in. That's that. what I mean. That's you know, what I mean. But do you think that what? What do you think they? What do you think they will do? And what do you think they should do? I think that they will have the whole first season, the first volume of that comic book, and that's what I think they should do as well. Because you know, like I said, they could stretch it out, but it might get a bit too much. You know, if, if they stretch it out, like I don't that. know how you're you going to
2: do the white violin storyline. With people, I think. It, but the oh, reason it's gonna be weird. the reason that kind of because I only a bit had a bit of a problem with that. But I, I said to you when we reviewed it, I was like, because it's a comic book and it's so cartoony, I kind of, you know, I, I gave I left the whole sense of reality and reason and just mm. went with it. But now that it's going to be actual people and and we see actual human beings, I, that is going to be that whole orchestra
1: of death thing. Mm. That's going to be, a, that might be hard, a, a oh, hard yeah. pill to swallow. I mean, it's hard enough anyway in comic book form. They chose the right artist in Gabriel Barr to do that because yes. it is so stylized and abstract. I mean, you, you know. Have. And, yeah, to, to, to translate that on, into live action, it's going to be interesting. It might hmm. be a real flop, I don't know.
2: I mean, it's like almost doing the second or third series of South Park with actual people you know what I mean like yeah. you've got Mecha Streisand the the gay dog and everything <laughs> like that but what, Miss Anki the Christmas Pooh but would that work with like
1: actual people doing it well it's like what you've said just earlier about it might be like Sin City because the comic book Sin City is quite similar in I'd love it if art it was like style. Sin City yeah I'd they might it. go for something really different because you know if they go for just regular straight up you know CW you know Show you know, where it's just like superhero generic superhero look it would real it it wouldn't work i don't think mm. it work, but if they took a more sort of legion route, you know the whole the x men show legion did you watch that yeah. i've watched three episodes well, you I really know the, should, but I know it's... you know the tone of that yeah, where it's yeah. like it's batshit crazy and it's weird i think they could they could do it if they did it in that kind of style you know it's not like i don't
2: have faith it's like it wasn't what we were expecting and i think we're going to have to yeah. just
1: get used to that right yeah so let's move on uh, to the final bit of, uh, of news of, well not well, yeah it's news it's kind of uh, it's looking back at 2017 and the top selling comic books from that year so before we look at 2018 solicitations for this year let's look back at the best sellers of 2017 so um the figures are in from diamond comics and we've got our chart from uh, the best-selling single issues and the best-selling trades of 2017. So, the biggest seller of the year, which was a, quite a surprise to me, was Legacy from Marvel Comics, issue one. Really? And that sold a, a total of over 305,000 copies. What,
2: more than anything else?
1: Yeah. Other single issues? So, bigger single than
2: issues, Metal
1: yeah. number 1? Yeah.
2: Or but, bigger than a, a Secret Empire number
1: one yeah. or zero bigger than anything else. Marvel Comics Legacy was the best-selling comic of 2017, and best I, I of Marvel or the best, the best, best, the best ever of the year. What the hell? Yeah, and funny enough, it's it's the only comic in this top ten that I didn't buy, <laughs> <laughs> and the reason for that is because it was like a fucking six-dollar. It was price. an expensive one. Yeah. And also, I'm like, not being funny, that. but I don't remember. Like,
2: I remember people, but people bought it. But I don't remember anyone talking no, about it. Talk, I mean, I didn't, did the comic
1: strip guys talk about it? Uh, yeah, they did. They talked about... I Did they? I
2: remember yeah. them talking about the legacy, the numbering. But I don't remember them talking yeah. about the comic itself. They
1: did talk about it. And I was going to talk about it with you. But I thought maybe you might read it. So I didn't. But you're not going to. So I'll just spoil it. No, go ahead. So, so, so okay, honest, hold on. Spoilers, people. But yeah, no. spoilers for Marvel Legacy. But to be honest, it was not what I expected at all. I mean, it wasn't bad. But it wasn't like anything to write home about. Well, there wasn't anything to write for the site about, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was odd. It was a lot about Go Friday, which I didn't expect. Okay. And a lot about, like, like Stone Age shit, with, like, I don't know, I can't really describe it. it. It was a long time ago when I read it. But all I remember is Wolverine came back so Wolverine's back now. Well, that is
2: something I've definitely got questions about yeah, as we um, go forward. But anyway. Actually,
1: saying that, you didn't flip through that book before we started about Wolverine, but f- forget it, it's fine. It's fine. We'll, get, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But yeah, so Wolverine's back. We still don't know why. He's popping up in random Marvel comics this month and next month, and then we're going to find out what's going on there. But yeah, I mean, he died years ago, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had... Old man Logan come to main continuity. Oh, an, and X
2: Men mutant dying years ago and coming
1: back <laughs> in a serious way. <laughs> so yeah, at the, at the end of the book, um, Wolverine turns up. It's all about like the Infinity Stones or something, and Wolverine turns up and he has one of the Infinity Stones. Well,
2: bully for him.
1: Uh, yeah, and that's that's basically all I got from it. Like it was it was fine, but it was kind of like nothing about anything. And all the Marvel comics that I've read since then haven't been addressing anything that happened in that book. It's like a really strange one shot that I just don't know why it exists.
2: Because they kinda of made I got the impression it's going to tie loads of stuff up. I it's going as to as well. explain and all these heroes were going to get together. It's going to
1: see Ms. Marvel and Captain Marvel and Marvel and yeah. Captain Marvel. I mean from the comic from the comic cover as well, with them all together on it, you're thinking, Oh, they're gonna get back to like the classic heroes now and it's gonna be about all of them And they were barely in it. If there's
2: anything the past year has taught me, it's that I don't trust DC when they talk about films, I don't trust Marvel when they talk about comics.
1: (laughs) Spot on. Yeah, absolutely spot on. We discussed Secret Empire, which was what happened before they brought out this legacy. Yeah. And, you know, what happened with Secret Empire, you know, it all tied up nicely. Mm. Captain America came back. Mm. Um... The evil Captain America was locked away somewhere until someone and, went up to him and went, Hail Hydra! and uh, yeah, and, <laughs> and that was basically it. And it was alluded to that Black Widow was maybe still alive. Mm. Um, yeah, so I can and then obviously they all got transported away to the vanishing point where they each had their own separate one shots with their counterparts. So, like, you've got Miss Marvel with Captain Marvel and the two Hulks together. and they all came out separately. Two thors, two thors, like two Ironmans, um, Ironheart and Iron Man. Um, I didn't read any of them because I thought if I, I read. I bought wh- one of them and I still haven't read it. I thought if I read one of them, I'm going to have to read them all. And it's uh, like, no cost money. I just, yeah, I just had too much of my play. I'd already spent so much from Empire as well, Secret Empire. I was just like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm not going to buy another fucking event crossover thing you know
2: well we talked so, about this multiple times i feel like like I, i'm sure there's gamer podcasts where people talk about microtransactions and buying stuff in games and all sorts and they repeat themselves but i feel in the world of comics at the moment with the the main topic of conversation is
1: these fucking crossovers, crossovers. driving me fucking ballistic. Yeah. sick and the worst thing is what secret empire did where it finished the event, and then immediately after, you're jumping into a new one with yeah. this Marvel Generations. So I skipped it entirely. I mean, to be fair, it wasn't really an event; it was kind of but one shot. It was, well, it shots, was, it was, it, it was still know.
2: an event of sorts.
1: Yeah, it was still yeah.
2: something, wasn't it?
1: But then I thought, well, after reading Legacy Number One, I thought, like, well, maybe did I miss something in the uh, you know the tie-ins with uh, Generations? You know, but I don't think I did fuck it, it's comics, isn't it? I know, but
2: I just... I I bought a shitload of comics, as you know. I bought a shitload of trades. I won, just for the viewers at home... Viewers? Listeners at home. I won, like, a load of Amazon vouchers, and I did what any sensible man would do, and went and spent them all on trades. And I was really happy with all the trades I picked up, but I, I delved into stuff like... That you know, I could have gone like I I decided I was like, should I price up Spider Verse because I've been interested in reading Spider Verse? That's a big one. That was to get the whole amount of Spider Verse 60 quid, (laughs) about 120 pounds. (laughs) The whole event is 60 quid, isn't it? Holy shit, that
1: must be a big book! It was
2: it was big, but Uh, there was still bigger, but in the end, I you you can
1: actually just get the Spider Verse the main run in a trade, yeah. You could do that. At yes, it's, but it's still, I
2: think that was still about twenty-five quid, yeah. thirty quid. But I got like I was like you no know, what, fuck you guys. I'm gonna get preacher. I got the Wicked and the Divine. I got the New Doom Patrol again with Gerard Way. I got Manhattan Projects. Yeah. Um. I decide and then, guess what? The big two can do solo stuff. So I got uh, Brian Anzarello's Joker. Oh um, yeah, I've read that. It's dead good. I, I got. Yeah. Uh, Real, really I ordered Star Wars stuff as well oh nice, I, um, nice. you know what I mean the I Marvel got-
1: Comics Star Wars the new series of that is just amazing what's
2: the name of the girl the girl the woman Dr. Afra. I yeah, just yeah. ordered that although I was really disappointed when it arrived because it was, they only, was it only a four issue run
1: no 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 the
2: trade is only one to four Dr. Afra's still going yeah but yeah. I was really, it arrived and I said to Eve I was like I think this is for you and she went, no, you ordered a comic. And I went, yeah, I ordered a fucking book, not a comic. We opened it up, and out comes this thin, pithy thing. And it's Dr. Aphra, yeah. one to four. I was like, where's my other two fucking issues? Sometimes, this is the dark
1: side of the Force. Sometimes they do that. They just do, like, four issues. Like the Black Panther one that I just read from... Um, I can never pronounce his fucking name. Is that the one you've just been Instagramming about? Uh, yeah. Um, Natishi N- 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 Coats or something okay, like that. careful how you pronounce God, stuff. No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, the first trade of that. Sam Jones. No. Sam <laughs> <Okay. laughs> um, Jones.
2: No, it was.
1: Tenehishi Coats. Yes, I read that and it was uh, the first trade of that was only the first four issues. That's interesting so. that
2: you locked onto that because I bought that when that came out. I've got that probably first print, whatever, because yeah. I was like, ooh, Black Panther, I've been dying yeah. to on this, and everyone said, this is a good, you know when it's, you see on all those like review shows, if you're looking for a way to jump on a Black Panther, now's your yeah. time, yeah. so I was like, I'm going to jump on Black Panther, read it, I jumped right off Black Panther, yeah, I was like fucking it. bored by the entire thing, I liked it just it. seemed like this neo-political, it, yeah. but it wasn't it interesting.
1: Was, it's quite heavy handed, Um but the reason why I maybe liked it more than you is because I'm on a bit of a Black Panther kick at the moment, obviously with the film coming out next week, I decided that I'll try and read as many Black Panther comics as I can from the 80s to like present. Well, you there. have, by the, for the people at home, like Chris isn't saying this like as some guy trying to
2: get into a band before he was to see a band. I remember going shopping with you years ago,
1: yeah. and you looking out for Black Panther all
2: the time. You've had Black Panthers for ages, yeah. Like old ones, haven't you? Tell
1: them, yeah, <laughs> tell them. Tell them. No. <laughs> no, like Black Panther was one of the first comics I picked up, um, Planet to uh, in Southport many years ago. Planety, remember you Planet Eater? Yeah, I've never seen oh. that. I'm thinking
2: fucking nerds. This
1: indie comic shop, like in Southport, you know, in my hometown, and i have been going there since I was like ten or something. I'd like get the bus from school when I finished into town with what little scraps of change I had left from like my lunch money. And I'd buy, like, I'd go in the 25p bins and just buy as many as I could because they have loads of long boxes, just 25p for all these crappy back issues that no one wanted, but I lapped them up. And yeah, I picked up Black Panther there and I'd had a hole in my collection from that like for years where I was missing an issue one of a Black Panther run. And I finally found it. I think it was at, you were there. It yeah, was at yeah, Wales Comic Con. Yeah. yeah it was. And I was like, oh my god, it's issue one of this Black Panther run that I need. So I picked that up, and I was finally able to read it from you know issue one onwards. And I have done so. I've read so much Black Panther in the past couple of weeks. Or something what through. was really satisfying
2: about you found that issue one was I think the Wales Comic Con before we had been going around some comics, and I said out loud, just thinking out loud, and also speaking to you, I'd love to find Ms Marvel issue one. Yeah. And the guy behind the thing was like, huh, hey, you won't. It's like Han Solo was like, yeah, you won't find that kid. <laughs> and I was well, like, what? And he was well, like, if I had an issue guy one from it The would, Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you won't find that there. And I was like, alright, whatever, prick. And then lo and behold, the next year, you, you're you walking around, you look through some things, yeah. you find a Black Panther issue one from the fucking 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but anyway. I digress. Yeah we have digress what? We
1: need you know by the way, can I say we need that on a shirt? What? Actually, well, I digress. I digress. Talk <laughs> so nerdy to me. Hashtag I digress because well, we fucking digress. Chris's comics is more of an I digress. That's <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll make the talk nerdy merch. We'll have the main one, the main shirt, and then the Chris's comic shirt, and on the back it'll say I digress. I digress. <laughs> Fuck me. So yeah, I digress. Um, <laughs> been reading a lot of Black Panther. Um. Oh, hang on a minute, I need to fart. Oh. Oh! Oh, oh yeah, that felt good. If you, keep keep, if, if you, if you decide oh, to. Holy shit! Oh. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> oh! I'm opening the door, it smells like pure egg. Oh no! You vegan, asshole! Literally. I'm not vegan. <laughs> I eat eggs.
2: For those who are still listening, and if he decides to leave this in, they are actually genuine. That, it sounds, I know it sounds like a cartoon, I know it sounds, it always sounds like someone like stepped on Howard the Duck.
1: (laughs) Fucking hell, I'm sorry about that. Do you want me to keep the door open? Oh God, it just (laughs) hit me. Oh, it just hit. Yeah, i was like, I'll vape. I'll get rid of the smell. I'll vape.
2: With, give, with you the you nice, give me that uh, I, cherry. Give me that now. I need to. I need to literally breathe something else in.
1: I will vape. I don't give a shite. It's quite high. Don't Be fucking... <laughs> I told you it's quite high. No, I don't care. As long
2: as it keeps the smell of the insides <laughs> of your asshole out of my mouth. <laughs> Imagine that as the beginning. Hi, I'm Brian. Keep on. <laughs> And you're all listening to Christmas comics. You fucking smelly bastard! <laughs> oh,
1: I'm using that as the intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> all right.
2: So now, literally, the the dust has settled.
1: Anyway, I'm going to cut all that out. To <laughs> back <laughs> back to uh, where we were on before we went on that like, massive tangent. Uh, best selling comics of 2017 so yes Mar-
2: oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yes
1: Marvel on. Legacy was at issue issue one was at number one uh, bewilderingly yes at um, uh, number two is Dark Knight's Metal issue no. one that isn't surprising. That no. is what I thought. Yeah, take it. that's what we're talking about. Well, we will talk about that on a later issue, later issue, later, later episode yeah, of actually, comics.
2: Just to rewind slightly, when we talked about yeah. comics, we were reading. I was somewhat about trades. You were talking about, but we've purposely missed out. We are both reading Doomsday. We're both reading metal. Yeah, we're just going to talk about them in greater
1: detail on a later podcast. I think. Yeah, yeah, we're going to delve deep into metal when it's finished. If I'm still a guest, uh, I have new friend. <laughs> Hopefully, he has new friends by then. <laughs> So yeah, so issue six comes out next month, I think. Uh, We've got two left. We've got The Hunt Mm. and issue six. Mm. Um, But yeah, Dark Knight's Metal, awesome book. That was uh, number one, was it number two? Uh, Number three was Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, number one. Uh, That's the new one, uh, written by Chip Zdarsky. Was that the one you you didn't like where Spider-Man was going? Is this the guy who made it so
2: you now like where Spider-Man is going, or has he made it much, much worse? Um, I'm indifferent to it. It was okay, but I didn't carry on reading it. For me, am I getting fucking mixed up? Spectacular Spider-Man mm-hmm. for me. Wasn't well, that the guy who used to wear the fucking vest instead?
1: No, you're thinking of uh, Scarlet Spider. Scarlet Spider, yeah. shit. It's ben Reilly. It's, it's
2: the alliteration, spectacular, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I, I read it. I, I, it was okay. I liked it, but not enough to jump on it and I don't understand why it's so high up the charts. Maybe because it's an issue one of the Spider-Man book, I guess. You know that. what? He, that that could be true. Because I think we still have... There's still a great
2: population of people out there. I, I think we're still in, almost in this in that mid-90s thing where people are going, ooh, I should get into comics because they're so mainstream. And going, issue one of Spider-Man. That'll worth something someday. Yeah. No, no, it won't. It really fucking <laughs> won't. It's been printed
1: 400,000 times no, it won't. Not only that, but they've now gone back to legacy numbering, so it's it's <laughs> it's meaningless anyway because they only got to you know issue six of that or something. Now it's issue seven hundred odd now, so whatever. Uh, I probably got all those numbers wrong, but you get you get what I mean. <laughs> um, yeah, so number four was Secret Empire issue zero, not shocking. Number five was Secret Empire issue one, not shocking. Um, number six was Dark Knights Metal issue three.
2: What's number
1: What? Um, okay, number two? Number two was Dark Knight's Metal Issue 2. Sorry, numbers... I've I've fucked you up there. You said oh, I'm sorry. Three. And Number six was Dark Knight's Metal Issue 3. Yeah. And Number seven, Dark Knight's Metal Issue 2. Right, okay, that makes sense. So three outsold two for some strange reason. But because reason.
2: people have bought one, then people might have hung back to see if two was
1: solid, and when people went, yeah, two was solid, they've just gone straight in for three or as well. first print. This is first printing. Oh, first first, print so That's probably why. Uh, because everyone, I thought is... all these Batman who laughs would have all really fucking took it. Well, to be honest, like we'll talk about that in our metal episodes. But those books have sold so well; even the tie-ins have gone to like fourth printings. It's mm-hmm. insane! It's insane how well that book sold, all the tie-ins as well. But yeah, um, number eight was Doomsday Clock, number two, number nine, Dark Knights Metal issue four, and number ten. Phoenix Resurrection, the Return of Gene Grey issue one. So uh, you was just Marvel and DC the entire way there. Yeah, and the reason if you're wondering why it was Doomsday Clock issue two in there, and not number one, it was because um there was a variant cover, a lenticular variant cover with Rorschach on. Yeah so I remember remember. That, yeah and that was higher in price of it was that was a six dollar book. So it, that's, it, that's it the counts the reason as a different book. It counts as a different book. <laughs> as book stupid as that. If the sales were combined for the variant cover and the regular cover of issue one, it would have outsold number two. I've seen that for like, so, sale for like 15 Yeah, bags. I kind of wish we'd bought it because it was on the shelf when we went in that shop, wasn't it? We chose the Superman cover of the Rorschach was it, one. Was it the lentic? Yeah, lentic, it was. It? Yeah, because we went in on the sale date of, you know, when it came out All on right. Wednesday. And there was loads of those Rorschach lenticular covers on there for like cover prices. But it was six six dollars. And the Superman one was five and we were like, well, we'll as well get the Superman because it's cheaper. But I, I kind of wish we'd invest in I, I know what you mean. I, I can yeah. see
2: us going, being so stingy over a pound yeah. and also thinking, well, when are I going to sit there with a comic and go, ooh, it
1: changes.
2: Well, to be honest, I am. The was, Superman cover is fucking awesome. It, it is cool, it. If yeah. you could get that on a t-shirt, you fucking would. Yeah,
1: it's a cool cover. I, but I am a bit of a sucker for the lenticular. It's just the fact that it was $1 more, I was like, ah, fucking rip off that, but. I wish i would invested now because they're going for more on eBay. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so that is sort of... It, it says DC here have taken over a declining market in which comics have sold best in 2017. You know, cause. Well, I, I, well, again, as we hit these previews
2: and what you've got coming up, I, I may end up agreeing with that.
1: Yeah. Mm. So now we've looked back at 2017. Let's look forward into 2018. Let's look at the solicitations for this year. For forward. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, so uh, I-, I lent you these preview books to flip through. Yeah. Um, so let's have a look at what's coming out. I've actually got oh, so. the list here as well. So if I can take this. So let's start with Marvel. So a new X Men series came out today. X Men Red, number Cause... one. Um, what? Hold on.
2: What do you mean an X Men? I-, I thought there was
1: only X Men Gold, X Men Blue. Yep. Was it wasn't X Men read already? No, no, it came out today. And That's be,
2: what you need another X
1: Men run. Yeah, well, I'll be picking that up tomorrow in Folk Manchester because I, like. <laughs> I love X Men. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be checking that out. Um, so it says here, spinning out of Secret Empire is in another event entitled Doctor Strange Damnation. Oh, where so there's a here? Doctor Strange event.
2: Is this? I've, I think it's, yes. Hold on, I'm here. Right. This actually interests me because Doctor Strange doesn't have events. He has. Yeah,
1: it seems an odd choice, doesn't it?
2: And yeah. also, the characters involved are quite interesting as well, including the main antagonist, Mephisto. I was quite, This was the one thing I was like, "Oh, this is interesting." And then it also all ha- the, like the setup's different as well. So, can we? T- do you want to talk about this, or can I Yeah, talk? yeah, we'll go into it. Yeah. So it says here. Mephisto has taken up some major real estate in Las Vegas, but he's not going to stop there. He's got the rest of Earth to hit on his to-get list, and only Doctor Strange can stop him. And it makes out that Doctor Strange goes to stop him with a load of mystical kind of heroes. Well, I say mystical. It's, it's, an, it's an odd bodge. You've got Moonlight Iron Fist, Ghost Rider. Um, is it Ben Riley Spider-Man? The Scarlet Spider. Scarlet is, Spider, yeah. yeah. I think it's... Is it Blade as well? Um, and I don't recognise that guy. I'm not even going Let's have a look. That dude. Who the fuck Bring is that
1: it there? closer, I can't see. Stop wanking. Uh, that's not Loki, is it?
2: I don't think it's Loki. It's a, but anyway, it, it's quite a hodgepodge of unusual characters. And he goes in, he gets stuck in this Hotel Inferno, he's trying to get out, while the people who are meant to just be backing him up have now got to um, help him out. And I just, it, it does, it does look interesting.
1: Will you be picking it up? In a trade, maybe.
2: Maybe in a trade, mm. but I don't... No, yeah. in floppies. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't in yeah. floppies, because, right, well, there's the list there. So to do it, you've got to get... Oh, it's a big crossover. Yeah. Oh, Damnation God. 1, Doctor Strange 386, Damnation 2, Doctor Strange 387, Scarlet Spider 15, Damnation 3, i Fist 78, Scarlet Spider 16, Johnny Blaze, Ghost Rider 1, of 1, Doctor Strange 388, i Fist 79, i Fist 80, Scarlet Spider 17, Damnation 4, and Doctor
1: Strange 389. So you can see there where the sales are slumped. And they need to get people to buy Scarlet Spider. Yeah. That's the reason why. I mean, that's the whole reason why for these crossovers most of the time is that they cross it over. Like the Venom one that we'll discuss in a little bit, is crossing over with X Men. So that's to get Venom fans to buy X Men books and X Men fans to buy Venom books, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just But what's interesting here is like I mean you are right to point that out because Moon Knight is actually
2: not the biggest character in the world right now. Um, he's not being talked about having a TV show or a movie. Um, if I, Whenever I've mentioned Moon Knight, I don't know anyone who's picking it up or buying it. But people are picking it up and buying it. And he would be a really interesting person to have his own view of this entire thing, mm. by the sounds of it, about a, um, a d- demonic hotel that Doctor Strange is stuck in and the others are trying to get him out. And he doesn't have his own run on this. He's he's involved, but nowhere in that lineup does it say, Moonlight number you know, one four seven.
1: And there is a Moon Knight current run, isn't there? There well? is a Moon Knight current yeah. run. He is got his own thing, so That's interesting. They, they Maybe seem... he's
2: not really in it that much. but, but then it's like why I mention him. Yeah. But I mean it, it
1: does look interesting, the artwork looks great. You can't, you can't knock It's written by Donny Cates and Nick Spencer, and the art is by Rod Reese. Um, I recognise his name, Rodri. He did Secret Empire, didn't he? I'm sure, he did. Yes, he did. I think. Yeah, yeah, and he I did. Yeah,
2: because I really liked the art in that. But yeah, yeah. that that that's, that's an interesting one. But again, mm. we'll we'll as we carry on, you'll see. At the moment, I'm not being pulled into Marvel.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the other big main one, on. uh, the one that people are most excited for, is uh, in the Star Wars Marvel comics. Ah. A bit And it's uh, Thrawn. Yes. Thrawn issue one. So he's coming out of the novels. That's where Thrawn originated, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I knew that. The blue guy. I don't really know much about him. He's an, he's an imperial officer, isn't he? So the rise of Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yeah. Um.
2: Mid-Thrawn Nerudo. Oh, my God. Mid- Mid-Hor-Nerudo. Oh, fuck it. Thrawn better known as Lieutenant Thrawn, you can see fucking why, because no one could pronounce that shit, Um, of the Galactic Empire, has graduated the Imperial Academy with the highest marks possible, as well as been assigned his own personal assistant, Ensign Elivanto. But that doesn't mean that everyone in the Imperial Army wants him to succeed. Tensions run high in the ranks of the Empire as Thrawn continues to defeat new enemies. So I have a feeling it's going to be in the kind of Darth Maul... um, Mm upset of you've got a guy he's, he's evil but in fact he's not the bad guy in here there's other bad guys that are worse than him um, it's quite cheap as well it's only only three, $3.99 an issue oh that's the standard price for Marvel books uh, but yeah but it's not going to be something mad like a $6 thing yeah, or yeah. Like that. But... written by Jody Hauser and drawn by Luke Ross I think I I might read that. I think I'd be because that might get me into the books themselves. Mm. And I'd be also be interested to know because I know there's real hardcore Star Wars fans out there like the Reverend J Leal who reads still will read all the legend stuff that isn't canon anymore and these characters are out of. Yeah. And I'd like to know do they have they crossed over well? Have they been changed you know, loads? It's just uh, I'd like to know because then if if he's if I like him and he's not changed loads I might go and pick up a novel.
1: Yeah, cool. So, I mean so. I I love anything Star Wars so I'll, I'll probably check it out. Um, anything else in that tr- preview book that's got you interested? That's got me in. Well, Darth Vader obviously. Um, I'm not not gonna
2: lie, anything Darth Vader, but. Um, To move away from Star Wars, because that's such an obvious thing, me and you could sit here and rank on a Star Wars biscuit for fucking (laughs) two hours. Um, The Death of the Mighty Thor. Oh, yeah. Now, I knew this was coming.
1: I've not been reading it, but it wasn't eventuality. If you've been reading it, you knew it was going to happen at some point. Yeah, Jane Foster. She's had cancer for a while now, and because she's been Thor, it's been keeping that at bay, hasn't it? But it's also...
2: It's a a double-edged sword, isn't it? So it keeps at bay but it makes doesn't it, it make the cancer stronger as well so every time she doesn't have the hammer it just the cancer hits her harder yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of like she's got to stay as thor mm. but the longer she stays as thor the shorter her life technically as not thor is we all know it's coming um and i really this is this version of thor has made me want to read older thors mm. Because the tone's been great, the art's been great.
1: Oh, the art in this by... Is it Russell Dorseman It's um, fucking yes. insane. Like, oh my God. Some amazing art in this book. But, at the same time, I know I'm
2: going to look back and be reading Old Thor. And I know maybe Old Thor fans might not like me for this, but I, this this will be my Thor. Oh, really? Oh, Jim yeah. Because, Thor. because I Because I... The one on screen... The one on screen is... Uh, He's, he, he's not always been perfect. They've kind of juggled it. Is he a bit funny? Is he a bit serious? Is he a bit this? But they, they've got him kind of right. And then when you read him in the comics, when I've read him on crossovers, when he's guested and it stuff, it's not too far away from that one. This one, I, I understood this character... I understood she was looking to prove herself. No one was taking her seriously. She speaks in this over, over, you know, this mad, over dramatic medieval tone, <laughs> but still makes modern day jokes and quips. Which <laughs> yeah, makes it yeah, funnier. Yeah. The tone was just right in a Doctor Who esque kind of way. This mixture of timelines. Whereas I know if I pick up her eighties, nineties, or even two thousands Thor comic, quite one dimensional. That, that that's the only thing that, that... wanting to yeah. prove himself point goes away, and you get a. A person
1: who's just about pride and is godlike and might come off, like you said, one-dimensional, but boring.
2: Yeah. This is my thought.
1: Yeah, it's been the writing's been really clever in that as well. Mm. I, I've enjoyed that, book. I've dropped off it. Uh, but I might end up picking up the trades at some point. I'm gonna get. Go, yeah, oh, I dropped up. off, but, yeah, but we, we only dropped off because it went down that stupid thing of telling an old Viking story. Yeah, I don't know why. it must have been like a few. They, they have like a little break, don't they? The creative teams and have someone else on for a little bit. I know, so but you
2: just give the guy a fucking break and
1: then. Um, <laughs> other than <laughs> anything, that, anything um,
2: Daredevil interested me, actually. Looking at this, the whole May of Fist conclusion, I want to read the whole thing. The artwork has got me drawn right the fucking Um I love the artwork in it, I love the cover work. I love the fact that it shows again, maybe because I have a soft spot for him, Moon Knight's going to be involved somehow in a little way. Um, that's something I want to read.
1: Um,
2: other than that, what was I was going to say is, did you read this by the way?
1: Yeah. I'd pass it back to me when you're done, and I'll have a little flip through, and I'll give you the second preview books i have a look through. Because the one thing that stuck out for me on this was
2: how much they are relying on Hulk, or Hulk's... Or versions of Hulks um, this year. It was really disheartening. Probably off the back of Ragnarok, maybe. Maybe. Um, oh, okay. Moon Knight's carrying on. That's good. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight's carrying on. Ms. Marvel is carrying on. I'm not caught up, but it does look like it's still going well. So I'm going to... Do a that, trade binge. That page just fell out. <laughs> <all> um, right. <laughs> just pull the page Well up, made, Marvel Comics. Yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> um, and I have a little look through, but it was... If you have a look at the amount of different books that... Uh, comics that are going to involve the Hulk, it makes me wonder if at the end of all this fucking... This next crossover, there's going to be another crossover of all the Hulks. Because you've got Weapon Age. Yeah. You've got Amadeus Cho Hulk. Totally awesome Hulk. Uh, but he's now, like, really angry. He's scorned from whatever storyline he's been on. You've got... Um, World War Hulk Part Two, because he's been killed and now he was killed and now he's
1: come back. I didn't know that. Well, you did because you read you read Secret Empire. He died. Yeah, but he he came back and then he went, didn't he? he got, exactly. He yeah. came back and then yeah, he went, yeah. as
2: in he left this earth. The earth left his body. He died again. Oh, he died. Yeah, yeah. So they've, in true comic book fashion, he brought him back. Um, but now, so he. He's going about. I'm sure I'm missing
1: another fucking Hulk. Oh, She-Hulk is still finding a place in the world. Um. Well, what I found that Marvel comics tend to do, which is a no-brainer, is they obviously look at what movies they've got coming out and then try and coincide that with what comics they're bringing out. So obviously, you know, the the, the title on this preview book is uh, "Who Holds Infinity." And it's Infinity Countdown, Issue 1. Because it gets so Infinity War. It's the Infinity War coming out. It says, the, and it says, subtitle, The End of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Question mark, exclamation mark. Written by Jerry Duggan. Uh, illustrated by Aaron Cudder. That was it. There's Avengers No Surrender. Yeah.
2: That is all about, again, them having to deal with the Hulk. There is going to be a big Hulk thing it coming. It says,
1: out. Hulk is back and he's mad as hell. And that's Avengers No Surrender. Issue six, eight, four. Uh so we get the no surrender event, the infinity countdown. Um uh, so yeah, it is very Avengers and Infinity War heavy. And obviously, you know, because the film's coming out this year. Um to coincide with that, they've got the the saga of the Infinity Stones, you know. Um I don't know if I'll be jumping on that or not. It's, it's I'm not it's, it's, no, it's, I'm not
2: gonna lie. There is nothing about that. That interests me and I will be very shocked if there is something about that that interests other people. Because they are literally saying, like, oh, we've got Infinity Stones again. Oh, they're hidden. Oh, where are they? Oh, let's find out together. It makes it almost, it seems like they're talking down to us like children. And I fucking hate it. I There's nothing remotely interesting about that. The one thing that had me doing a preview book, though, is when I go, is, where's Wolverine? Yeah. Was,
1: like, in, but on certain comics that's so. that's what they're doing now like, obviously because Wolverine popped up When did he become Legacy. Waldo? yeah <laughs> and now it's like he pops up in uh, like after credit scene almost kind of things at the end of a comic oh you mentioned it like, it's like
2: leaving a bunch of flowers for uh... oh well,
1: it wasn't me it was Fieldmaster that talked about this on Comic Crypt oh was because, it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this is what's happening now you know Wolverine is popping into the random comic you know and making an appearance. Uh, yeah, so there's that going on. Um, what else have we got? I would love to walk in the middle of the Marvel Comics
2: like office and go, everyone right now, stand up. I'm going to mention a character. If this character is involved in your comic, stay still up, if not sit down. And I'm going to say, Hulk, Venom, Spider-Man, um, and what else did you just say then? Fucking Wolverine. Yeah. And uh, But most of the office is still fucking stood up and go, right. Do you not see what's wrong with this picture? Very big ones, yeah. Whereas DC have at least give, have been consistent and said, we're going to make great solo stories. And people are raving about this. I mean, the Batman Metal Doomsday. All these other ones. The Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman run is doing really well at the moment. That's getting rave reviews. Yeah. Flash got was done really well. And they're not trying to interlock them at these massive crossovers. Yeah. Even Metal is a crossover because Metal's happening of its own free will. If you pick up Batman currently, Metal isn't happening. It's just another yeah, story. Exactly. When about- I want to read
1: Spider-Man. I want to read my comics... And have that be an optional store. Yeah, story. exactly. That's where Marvel Comics sort of failing at the moment. They're, they're making everything into an event and everything's a crossover. Um, you know, I understand the marketing side of it, but as a fan, as a comic book fan, it doesn't bode well, you know, trying to keep up with all these different events and tie ins and crossovers. I mean, for, the, for one thing, you know, you can't afford to buy all these different comics anywhere. No. And even if you have the time to read them all, which you don't, you know, I don't know what they expect. See, the thing is, it's kind of like this double-edged sword. So,
2: if you're that into comics, you're bothered about it all, and you would buy them, you would buy them all and read them all, you still won't buy them all and read them all, because you're that into comics. You're into other stuff, like Image and Dark Horse and Aftershock Comics and all these other co- and you you want to pick up other stuff and pay for that and read that. Yeah. Whereas if you're not that bothered about those other titles, you won't pick up all these Marvel comics because you're not that into comics.
1: Like on on the cover to Infinity Countdown issue one, they've got like you know Captain Marvel on there, Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm sure that's Adam Warlock on there as well. Adam Warlock's coming back. So again. Like, and, and, oh, it's so off, so painfully obvious, isn't it? It's like. We get it. The film's coming out. Hmm. You know, like, this is the reason why they're pushing all these I'd be really characters. interested to know
2: if there's any people who own a comic book shop or run a comic book shop. Like, what's it like from your point of view? Do you just see these coming in and think, oh, for fuck's sake. Do you just see piles of stuff that you're going to have to put in those little lucky bags, three for a, a pound or whatever it is? <laughs> or do you think that I'm going to be sending loads back? Or are these actually leaving the fucking shelves? FeelMouse,
1: let us know. Because he works at Rick's Comic City in Nashville.
2: Oh, he might not be willing to disclose the
1: uh, the figures of <laughs> Rick's comics. True. Um, yeah, so let's talk about Weapon H. Well, so you read this. I Well, I read um, a few issues of Weapon X, which is where Weapon H... Oh, I thought uh, it was all called Weapon H. Well, he is, but Weapon X is the books that he originated Right, in. okay. So enough. Weapon Weapon H came from that. And it's basically, it's like every like fourteen year old Marvel fan wet dream. Oh, dude, dude! Imagine, imagine (laughs) what would happen if we got the Hulk mixed with Wolverine. Yeah. Oh my God, think about that. And that's what's happened. You know, they've got this Grey Hulk dude, ex army vet, and given him adamantium claws, and that's basically it. And Um, guess what? he
2: doesn't want to do what they say, so now he's on the run.
1: Yeah, so he's rebelled. Shocker. Um, Weapon H is getting his own solo run. So um, issue one comes out. Uh, let's see. I don't have the release date here. It shouldn't be too long till it's out. Um, I might read it. I might not. <laughs> it depends if it's a light week or not.
2: One that I've spotted in this preview book that I, I mean I haven't seen this preview book, Chris just passed it to me. Um Domino number one. You like Domino?
1: Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. No, I'll be definitely picking that up. She's in Weapon X. Big fan of Domino. I've been reading that.
2: And also Avengers No Surrender, this is quite a big one. But in the book you've got there, there's a really unusual cover that really threw me off. So if you pass it here, I'll show you it.
1: Just let me put a little note on this page. Because I want to go back to that. Alright. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hold on. it is just here. So, I was completely thrown. Because it's... It looks like... I think it's Red Hulk. But I don't think he's changed yet. So, he's just... A, it's He's kind of just got a big arm. But he's in a Captain America Iron Man suit. What the fuck is going on here? Look. Look
1: at that, it weird. looks like something you buy in a dodgy Toys R Us. So we're looking at Avengers issue 685 right now. It's
2: what is that cover?
1: Part 11 of No Surrender. So that's going on for a fucking while. Uh, okay, so I'm looking at Thunderbolt Ross. That's what I thought. So Red, it's Hulk Red Hulk. Red Hulk, yeah. In what looks like an Iron Man Hulkbuster armour, but it's had a Captain America paint job. Yeah, but <laughs> so, then also he's he,
2: he's still Thunderbolt Ross yeah. because it's I, he's got he, he, he just he's got all the facial
1: features. He doesn't look like Red it Hulk. It says uh, the Avengers are in f- the fight of their lives, trying to end the Hulk's rampage, but nothing can stop the unstoppable. And when the Avenger, when an Avenger betrays them, can the rest of the heroes hope to survive? It'll be Ant Man again. So moment, that's for as, fuck's sake. as vague as solicitations can get for. Part 11 of a story that hasn't even started yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, to be honest, man, I think that looks quite cool. <laughs> I like I, it. Oh, no, just piss me I off. I like the look of that. I, by
2: the way, this Infinity Countdown, so if you look at the cover, or the cover yeah. like that, that artwork, which I thought was really good, I think it's the same guy as did X-Men 92. It looks like his style. Aaron Cudder, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure. That, to me, doesn't scream major crossover artwork that to me is like cool comic you pick up that i would not want to see that all the way through a major crossover oh, again no.
1: sorry it's uh the cover art that jb's talking about for infinity countdown issue one is by nick bradshaw um but is that different from the in? in yeah the interior artist is aaron cudder aaron cudder yeah i'm look aaron cudder, i'm gonna look
2: you up now more further.
1: mother cudder what color?
2: Aaron.
1: <laughs> I just want cutter. color? K U D E R. K U D E R. Yeah. So while you look that up, I just want to talk about some X Men shit. <laughs> um, because issue one of the New Mutants is coming out now. I'm looking forward to this. Um, they obviously had that schedule to come out at the same time as the movie, mm-hmm. but that's changed now. <laughs> but no, I'm a I love the New Mutants, so I'll definitely be reading that. Uh, Matthew Rosenberg is writing it, and the art's from Adam Gorman. Oh, he's got a very interesting style
2: is it the artist you were thinking of? no, I'm kind of glad he's done a lot of DC stuff as well
1: yeah so looking at all the X-Men stuff I'll obviously be picking all that up Uh, Cable's going on I'm enjoying that at the moment it's so 90s it looks like it's drawn by um Who's that artist that's famous for drawing X Men and Cable? Fucking <laughs> uh, what's his name? He can't draw feet. People are screaming. At
2: oh me now. God! He can't. Rob draw... Liefeld. Yes. Yeah.
1: It's it's almost like Rob Liefeld. You can't it. draw feet. <laughs> but I like it because it's like quite. It's got that charm of like. It just mm. takes me back to those musty long boxes in Planet Eater. And just buying all these shitty X Men nineties books. <laughs> yeah. So what else have we got from Marvel? Uh, oh well, uh, the big news is on Spider Man. Obviously, is Dan Slot stepping down. JB is opening a beer to go do. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, amazing Spider Man. Um, it's finishing its run with Dan Slot after ten years. So he started back in 2008, um, so he's leaving the book, and he's going to be jumping onto Iron Man. Oh, right. Yeah. So his uh, final issues will be coming out, issue 801, is Dan Slott's final one, and obviously uh, the other famous Spider-Man writer, Brian Michael Bendis, is leaving as well. So who's jumping man in the helm ship. of Spider-Man? Well, I don't think we know who is going to be taking over on either books yet. That's a bit boring. Yeah, uh, might take a break. Well, do you think I'll try to focus on that other, but Spi- Spider Man? Spider Man's one of Marvel's biggest selling books, so they've got to pick a good writer. Um, yeah, following on from Spider Man, going to get Venom, Venom thirtieth anniversary, um, the Venom verse.
2: It's
1: only a matter of you know what another like. Eight years' time, we're gonna get Gwenverse. Well, obviously, we've got the uh, Venom film coming out in October, so they're really gonna push the comics, I reckon, with Venom. You know, they're mm. gonna be like, buy our Venom comics. So there's a story going on there uh, called The Nativity. Uh, what else have we got? Thanos. we gonna get some Thanos books
2: let's be honest Chris this is fucking shite as in Marvel have really lost their way here we're we're trying to seep through think of the amount of different comics here if you could put them all out in front of you now and said which ones would you buy but we're not that. Just the X Men ones. Yeah. It's really, this is what I meant. And I'm a few of yeah, the Star Wars ones. Re- yeah, and Star Wars yeah. is its own property that Marvel just happens to happens to be handling. It's not Marvel's own, so it's really disappointing. Like for a franchise and company that are doing really well and know what they're doing with the characters cinematically on the main on the original format, they are awful.
1: Oh, here we go. Venomized issue one. This is going to be the Venom big 30th anniversary thing. It's going to be a five-issue miniseries, and uh, it says celebrate Venom's 30th anniversary as the Marvel universe becomes Venomized. So, like, is this a, is it going to be done like Marvel Zombies, where it's sat in its own place? It says the story that begin began in Venomverse, which has just wrapped up, reaches its epic conclusion with Venomized. The poisons. A species of hunger. Hun- <laughs> Let me start that again. The Poisons, a species that hungers for super-powered symbiotes and their hosts, have picked up their ne- next target, the Marvel Universe itself. Their first objective, put every superhuman in Clintar symbiote and consume them, but with Venom and the X-Men still missing after the issues of Poison X. The planet and its heroes is defenceless. So you need to read, for this five-issue miniseries... Yeah, you need to read Venomverse and and Poison X. See, this is a bunch of (laughs) bullshit. But you know, you see, I looked at this preview for Venomized right, and instantly I thought, okay, they've looked at DC and what they're doing with Dark Knight's Metal, and they've got all the uh, evil versions of Batman, and they've done that with them. Because that's what it looks like. It looks like the Batman Who Laughs... Yeah. Like, they're all, like, evil versions of themselves. Like, I'm not... A, I'm, just when, have a little flip through
2: that. When I go through... When I go into, my, into the comic book shop now, I go straight over, and I'm looking at all the DC titles. The only Marvel titles I look for are, like, the ones that I know... Like, I know I'm going to love, like, Ms. Marvel and Lady Thor. I mean... And maybe all New Wolverine with X-23. But... I just don't hold hope, but when I see DC
1: titles, I'm open to suggestion. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm, just... I, I'm drinking from a Venom mug right now. <laughs> he I, is as well. I am a big Venom fan, but I don't know if I'll read this, because it's just... It just seems like, uh, like they're just flooding us with sh- Venom shite. Mm. It's just too much. It's like, we get it. The fucking film's coming out this year, but just stop pushing these events on us. Right, let's move on from Marvel. Let's go to something a bit more hopeful, or is it, with DC? Well, let's see. So, this is interesting now. I want to I hear your opinion on what DC are bringing out this year. Because when I first looked at DC solicitations for this year, I laughed my ass off. Really? Because it just looks like a copy of everything that Marvel are doing. Like... Really? Yeah, I'll I'll walk you through it now. Okay, so the new age of DC heroes is coming out this year mm-hmm. with all these new issue ones, completely new characters that apparently spin off from metal, but we've not seen any of them in this yet. Mm. Um so we'll go through them one by one. So, I've read a couple of these already because they've come out. So we're getting Damage that came out Last
2: right, week, yeah, week now, before. I've heard about this already, that to me so that like looks like So that looks like the Hulk, yeah?
1: yeah. <laughs> the Silencer, which we've just got last week. Is that um, not... I, I can't make a parallel to who that is, but uh, it's written by, I think, well, John Romita Jr. does the art in it, and you know how I feel about him, but it was yeah. actually pretty good. We'll, but, dis- we'll discuss that at a later date. But, but, but is
2: that not like, is she not like a top assassin? So yeah, it's oh, almost like Black, Black Widow,
1: Widow yeah. ma- ma- mixed with the lethalness of maybe Deadpool or the Punisher. Well, speaking of Deadpool, let's move on to Sideways, which is essentially <coughs> Spider-Man, Deadpool. I thought that was Spider-Man, then. <laughs> we're getting the Terrifics, which it's is essentially... Runaways, is that not? Or Fantastic Champions? Four. Oh, is it? Hold on, is that spider <laughs> Man? Yeah, we're going to watch some trailers, because there's a trailer on this. There's a um, trailer? On the, a yeah, comic? On, on the, uh, well, the new... Uh, Age of DC Heroes. Oh, okay. Uh, And we're going to get the Immortal Men.
2: Now, hold on. Isn't that something they've always had? Isn't that something that was to do with, like, fucking... That's the gods, the old gods. Is the Immortal Men not to do with the old gods, to be fair? I don't
1: know if that's what they're called. These are meant to be new. Okay. Uh, Brimstone, which is essentially Spawn. Oh, (laughs) Uh, shit. The Challengers. Uh, Scott Snyder's on that for some reason. And, um, well, whose challenges are a bit like to you? Bit you like know. I don't know, maybe Fantastic Four again. again. Yeah, uh, the Unexpected, which is basically the X Men but with like Doctor Strange kind what of character. Like, yeah, I mean, every one of this has just screamed out to me: you're copying Marvel, and I don't want them to go down this route of trying to, you know, I mean, the Terrific is the most obvious one. I mean, just look at that team. It's just like, Mr. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think. <laughs> got, you know. And, and also then, one female. Yeah, it's just it's just. Pain readers, totally
2: have, can I just point out what I like the best on this is, Chris has just shown me this, and the first quote that sticks out is, um, readers have never seen a group like this. And I'm looking down at them and going, yeah, I fucking have. <laughs> it's exactly. Like fucking
1: loads. Oh, mate. Right, let's have a little look at. These. Do You think they're trying to fill the holes
2: that Marvel are leaving themselves, so they don't do a Fantastic Four run anymore?
1: Yeah, possibly, possibly. I mean, the 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 things that um, you know, let's have a quick look at this, the breakdown of it. So the big thing is that all the comics would be priced at two ninety nine. Okay. Which is great. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I picked up the Silencer and Damage, both issue ones, two ninety nine. Cool. And the reason why they can do that is because. They're not bringing out any variants. So instead of having variants, there's kind of like a fold-out gateway cover that makes like a big poster. Right. So that's pretty
2: cool. That sideways one, like I, if you came to my office with that, I'd be like, get
1: out. You've 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 literally just omitted the color red for blue, mate. I've I've read like a preview of it, and he's like smart, you know, a smart Alec, smart Alec, like wise cracking, and it's just like painfully Deadpool, it like jumps through portholes in time or something but like, it's like Spider-Man the way you can like you know, whip through the city almost and Uh stuff like that, it's like so painfully obvious but hey, if it's better than what Marvel doing doing... Spider-Man books, they might make a better Spider-Man book than Marvel are what's (laughs)
2: worrying me is when I read, like, listen to this for damage And so can we just
1: do a bit of roleplay here well, I've read the first issue of Damage, and I enjoyed it, but oh my god, it is just a Hulk. I was about to say, can we, can we just do, so you're you're the
2: head of DC now, and I'll be, I'm going to be two people, I'm going to be the first person going. What's so, up? Hi, uh, hi uh, Mr. Wakefield, sir, I have a guy out here who says he has a brand new original comic that he would like you to lucratively invest in for DC Comics, can I, can I let him in?
1: Okay, let me hear it. Okay, hold on. Oh, you at the door, sorry. Uh, come in, come in. Yeah, no problem. Uh, hello, I'm still hello, Wakefield, nice to meet you. What's up? I hear you've got an original idea for me for a comic book. Yes, I have. So, the guy is called Ethan Avery. Okay. Right, so he just wants to serve his country. O-o- otherwise known as Elvis.
2: Elvis, yes, Elvis, yes. yes, yes. You've seen, you can see the diagram behind yeah. me, yeah. Um, I like that name, Elvis. Elvis. Americans love Elvis. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, but unlike the original Elvis, who died in a shitting accident... Um, This one has been changed into a monster. So I'll give you the synopsis. It's totally original. So tasked as the government's own living, breathing, ticking time bomb. Ethan retains no control when the monster takes over. The beast is cheaper than a nuclear warhead and twice as effective. And Ethan fights to rein in the damage he unleashes when it springs free for one hour a day. With everyone around him in danger, Ethan struggles to contain the damage he
1: inflicts on the DC universe. Hmm, you're saying... I like the idea but it might be a bit too much like Marvel's The Hulk. However, you've put in something a bit different there. He can only be damaged for one hour. Yes, one that's, hour. That's different. One hour makes all the difference. Yeah, that's different enough. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, so we'll buy that idea.
2: You couldn't have a World War Hulk, but <laughs> you could have, for instance, a one hour damage. Or, and if you want to do a special issue, when the clocks go back, technically a two hour damage. If you go off Greenwich Mean Time... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amazing. So that's written, Damage is written by Tony S. Daniel and illustrated by Robert Vendetti. And all the rights go to Stan Lee. <laughs> and then, and it's, I mean, yeah, that sounds ridiculous. It sounds just like the Hulk, but I actually enjoyed the first issue. Fair enough. I'm, I might carry on with it. I might not. It's one of them. Uh, so, yeah, let's move on. The Silencer sounds by John Romita Jr. and Dan Abnett. Um you know how I feel about John Meter Jr. I'm yeah. not the biggest fan of his art, but it actually worked in this story. It was pretty cool. When I reviewed it for the site, I said it was like a mixture of Kill Bill meets Total Recall, and that's the only way I can and describe it. they have it.
2: linked it cleverly already to Batman.
1: Yeah, Talia Al Ghul. She shows up in it. Um, yeah, that so, is not a spoiler, by the way. That is literally in the in preview the, yeah. book. Like, they are more or less coming straight out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes yeah, sideways now i'll let you have a little flip through the the previous sideways here by kenneth rockefeller dan dedeo and justin jordan um yeah i'll have a little flip through sideways i i hate that already i was like why is he called sideways
2: and now i wish i didn't know i was called sideways that's like the worst name as well by the way <laughs> you know just cuz do you, fucking the Flash isn't called Mister Forward, <laughs> you know? So you can step through a dimension, side through
1: Rift some time, but you do it sideways. I think it should, a better title would have been diagonal.
2: <laughs> oh, just fucking! I'm, I'm hating the script already. Because I mean, I mean, we'll look at this one. So he's f- fell in some water while demonstrating his powers on a live stream, which is immediately oh yeah, something... he's live streaming it,
1: yeah. Um, How lame is live streaming, by the way? <laughs> who does that?
2: <laughs> but, like, listen, listen to this line. Well, that definitely wasn't embarrassing. That's, like, terrible. What? What's terrible. that?
1: Terrible.
2: Who says
1: that? Even, you, even Kick-Ass had better dialogue. In.
2: Yeah, that's, like, what an 11-year-old girl says who's, who, from 1992, well, <laughs> that definitely wasn't embarrassing. Oh, hey, Zach. Oh, hey, Kelly. You know, it's, oh, my God, <laughs> I hate him. Yeah. I hope he steps sideways and i backwards into... I mean, look at your... Well, I like the fact that on this page I've just seen that someone has sentenced him to death, so...
1: Yeah, it doesn't look
2: good. No, that looks a bit too far-fetched for me. I'm not liking that at all. He'll be gone.
1: He'll he'll be pushed backwards. Sideways. So... <laughs> so, yeah, after that uh, we get the terrific. So, spy. the Terrifics
2: is made up of people we know already. So, Mr. Terrific met, um... Sorry, Plastic Man metamorpho and phantom girl I'm yeah. sure I've heard yeah. of I, do, I don't what does Mr Terrific do again does he just go around Mr. making sure everything's a-okay
1: Mr Terrific is very clever he's actually one of the cleverest characters in the DC universe it's Not at all like Mr Fantastic in the DC yeah. universe <laughs> it's even the same name it's oh fine. that's terrific or, or maybe fantastic I don't <laughs> <know>. uh, <laughs> in a
2: world where no thesaurus was available at the time <laughs> you have Mr Terrific
1: and he has little uh, robots, little spheres that go around him and do his bidding. Right. Metamorpho's essentially the thing. Yeah. And obviously Plastic Man is, you know, stretchy Again. Mr. Fantastic. Um, we have no Johnny Storm on this team, but I'm sure we could set Mr. Terrific on fire. Um,
2: <laughs> and Phantom Girl, she sounds like... Does, does she
1: turn invisible, Maybe, Chris? Maybe. The, the name suggests she might Phantom be ghost-like. Yeah, yeah, And be a bit invisible. <laughs> Written by Ivan Rees and Jeff Lemire. <laughs> now
2: that's weird because like Lemire's the one who's writing, who writes *Descender*, Descender yeah, and that's fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll so see. I'd like to think that we're these, we're being harsh on these, and you have given them four properties and gone, do something with them, and he's gone. You watch, you're not using these people correctly. I'll make something good, and like I said, fill the Fantastic
1: Four hole. So coming out next is the Immortal Man, Jim Lee and James Tinian. the fourth. The fourth. Why have you got to put that? No one's going. But well, which James Tinian?
2: <laughs> I hate people who do that. You're not a fucking Tudor, mate. You're not a f- from fucking Georgian times or Queen Victoria. James Tinian the Fourth, right? So
1: yeah, I don't know much about this one.
2: This, this stuff like this annoys me. So like, we're talking about metahumans going back to Stone Age again. Do is anyone read Batman or Superman or read any DC comic and gone? But what about the DC universe in Stone Age Times? I mean people do not <laughs> give a shit about Stone Age Times now. When when you talk about Stone Age Times, people go, What about dinosaurs? You go, We're not gonna talk about dinosaurs, we're gonna talk about when humans were like, Oh, don't give a shit. I can't give a shit. Were we monkeys? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> it's called the Dark Ages for a reason. We lost all the information about it and we can't be bothered finding it again. I that's So a,
1: No. Next up is Curse of Brimstone by Philip Tan and Justin right, Jordan. Let me read
2: this one. He made a deal with the devil. It's it's spawn. It's just basically spawn. So every time he's a, he's a hero, he's in pain. It says Joe here.
1: has to endure every second of the fiery pain burning from the inside out.
2: So hold on, he enjoys it. Oh, endure. endure Sorry, yeah. he
1: endures it.
2: Well, do I do I feel bad for him?
1: Do I care? Is it like
2: the kind of pain where? You can't help it, like when you need to when you pee and it burns, <laughs> or is it like the kind of pain where you go you get... in dry, <laughs> like you but
1: you're enjoying it? That sounds a bit like Ghost Rider as well. Ghost Rider goes in dry. Yeah, he always goes in dry. <laughs> Ghost Rider. Do you know what I mean? It's like a It's like a mixture of Ghost Rider and Spawn. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just like it's so. This then we get the chall- the new challenges by Andy Kubert and Scott Snyder. Now, I do like Andy Qubit's art, and I do like Scott Snyder's writing, mm-hmm. so I might read that based on the credentials alone. So um, the challenges,
2: I'm guessing, were a thing, because it's called the New
1: Challengers. Looks like it. I don't recognise them, but there we go. I mean, I know nothing about it, but based on the creative team alone, I'll probably well, read Well, what it.
2: I like here is Scott Snyder saying, Challengers are a book I've wanted to do for years, I literally pitched this when I first got to DC. Now, we know what he's like. Yeah, yeah. If he's had this idea for years, it's solid as a fucking rock. Yeah. And DC have not wanted to do it because it's a bit too different. To be honest, anything
1: that that Scott Snyder comes to DC with now, DC will be like, yes, yes, we'll take any ideas because how successful has Metal been? You know, it's just... The guy is a fantastic writer. I know people do have issues with him and his... He gets quite wordy at times, but when it comes to ideas and the stories he comes out with, it's just fantastic. So it is, th- it's this good, could it's, be it's good. Mental. You know, it could be good. Uh, next we get The Unexpected well, by Ryan Suck and Steve Orlando.
2: Can I just point out, for The Unexpected, this is also The Uninformative. I mean, this tells me nothing. The Unexpected orbits around a group of heroes, so we don't know anything about them, who yearn to show the world the more than the sum of their past mistakes, whatever they are, it centres in on something we all face every day, whatever that is, wrestling with our past and the compromises we've made, whatever they are. <laughs> the Unexpected is offering a second chance for these heroes, whatever the first chance was, even if they don't all know they want one. What? what right? I don't... That told me
1: nothing! That was a list oh. of everything this isn't. <laughs> that was so bad. I don't know right. a thing about them. Let's have a look at these trailers. Oh,
2: uh, this will be interesting so, tra- 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 trailer so
1: we're going to get a little little trailer for each one and then we're going to get uh, Jim Lee talking about it as well <sighs> whoa what did you what did you say whoa for that burp
2: oh I can only do that burp for one hour of every day <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can I point out? These sound like they could be fucking sex toys.
1: <laughs> so, Damage, raging power oh for an, an hour. hour. The, the
2: silence. silence. <laughs>
1: right, start
2: it again. But I want you, everyone at home, to think when you play this fucking trailer on the. of oh, this is all describing sex toys. Okay. Bigger and better. Bigger and better.
0: Team. Of artists, get them at a comic shop near you. They are the world's greatest superheroes. Now, get ready. Oh, is this to the second trailer? Yeah. Get even bigger and better with the new age of DC heroes, the immortal men, protectors forever, new challengers, explorers of the unknown, the curse of brimstone, giving evil hell, the unexpected defenders of the weak new comic books by DC's master class of artists. Get them at a
2: comic shop near you. Right. My first thing on this is DC should have done a Vertigo. They should have done yeah, something separate completely imprint. separate. A different print or call it something else. What there was a separate print going on. Was a, a separate Vertigo print for a while? Like a uh
1: Do you know what I mean? There was why, a, they're doing Wildstorm. That's Jim Lee's Bit that he's doing, Uh, obviously, young animal is something that Jared Way is doing. Yeah, I just feel Um, like
0: these—it's
2: the the fact they're in the same universe as as Batman and Superman. I just kind of, kind of, like it might be good though. It might be no, it might be good. And the thing is, DC have been good with the comics recently, but I almost didn't want more new heroes. I mean, do you reckon they're almost coming up with these because they're thinking, well? We've got no hope on films for another year. So hopefully, <laughs>
1: or to... let's make some new characters. Yeah, for the film. exactly.
2: In two years' time, we can have sideways the film. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's watch Jim Lee talk about it and try and make a bit more sense on it.
2: So
0: good you have Jim Lee, Lee to come in here. Dark matter is it's a return to bringing both the writer and artist to the fore, bringing both parties to the table. We brought at a talent summit. We brought in some of our key creators, writers, and artists we sat around and talked about what was missing in comics. What can we do to create something different that maybe fans of this generation hadn't seen before? Mm. So all those things uh, played a big role in what we wanted to do differently with Dark Matter. Certainly bringing all the creators in for Summit was a key part of it. And then just refining the ideas and um, creating essentially the DC Master Class, where we've kind of called some of the veteran talent that worked for DC and really kind of push them to the fore and say, hey, look, the artists do make a difference. They are an essential part mm-hmm. of the creation of comic books. Um, let's unlock their full potential and show you what they can do working with these great journeymen uh, writers. Challengers is a science fiction-y type of thing. The art is going to leap off the
2: pages right after you. Being a part of this whole initiative is pretty amazing for me to be a part of this whole dark matter thing and to be
0: uh, associated with the artists involved and uh, the writers involved it's really really flattering you know that that I'm in this position right now this dark matter theme and the character that I'm working on with Dan is called the silencer the the process hasn't changed much from the normal creation of characters maybe that's good maybe it's not but the results are going to be wonderful. Uh, What the
2: fuck? We're taking Batman uh, and the universe of Batman to new heights, new levels, and opening doors. Nobody thought we were going to go through, which is great for the future. You know, it just goes, oh, now that that was done, we can go and do this thing. But, I mean, right now, I mean, the promo I did was Batman holding two battle axes. Okay, so this is the kind
0: of crazy stuff we're going to see in this. What I hope is that from Dark Matter, you would signal to the younger generations of artists like keep pushing this medium forward keep taking chances keep trying to create new characters
2: what was with what john Mamisa jr said it might be good it might
1: not said, what, <laughs> what do you mean it might not that's exactly what i've just said oh i don't know i mean it's all what speculative you, what, what isn't do you it? think about it are I, you going to read any of these i'm i, I, I... <sighs> so far I've read Damage and The Silencer, and although I enjoyed them, I wouldn't recommend them to you because I don't think you'd like them.
2: It reminds me of when a band lose either the main, like the main singer, or the main guitarist, who also sings or something, and then they carry on under the same moniker. Whereas you're thinking when you've replaced that member, especially like the singer, you should just rename the band because it can almost change the quality of the... You listen to it and you go, well, this isn't fucking... I'm trying to think of bands off the top of my head where they've replaced a the singer and I've been like, fuck you guys. Uh, Queen? <laughs> Queen, yeah! Yeah, If Queen or Black Sabbath. Like, they were ballsy getting Dio in, but then it didn't work a second time. and But... It can also work because when Motley Crue replaced Vince Neil and got that other uh, John Carabian and they released Motley Crue, it didn't sound like Motley Crue, but they called it Motley Crue. And I fucking love that album and I don't give a shit. But there's a lot, and there's a lot of people out there who look back and go, shit, that was actually a dead good album. It's just the wrong time.
1: Welcome to Music Talk with (laughs) J.B.
2: What I'm saying is that it's, I'm not really adding anything new here. I'm just saying that it could be shite. It you, could be good. But the reason that, I'm going to say, I, the reason I would predict it would be shite is because they're put, holding it under the DC umbrella. I think if they gave it its own thing, it would stand much more of a stronger chance.
1: And they're uh, following far too closely with Marvel Comics characters. Yeah, no, as they well. are. They are.
2: But maybe so, that's why they maybe that's why they're scared of actually putting them under a different thing because mm. Marvel would go, hold on. Hold on, this is a new branch, You can't just start your own comic company doing the same shit we're doing. Whereas DC and Marvel have always had this. They have this. There is something in the contracts where they they more or less can
1: rip each other off. Deadpool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've just been reading Age of Ultron, and there's a tie-in at the end of that where you get Warrior Woman and Ares. You know, because they can oh, yeah. actually use that name because it's not. Yeah, it's got a Greek God. Yeah, you know, you know, but Warrior Woman is just so obviously Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman, you yeah. know, and it's the Amazons, it's even the same thing. So yeah, you know, they can use some of the same names for stuff and blatantly rip them off like um Squadron uh Squadron Supreme and the and all all that kind of thing. Uh you know, it, they've done it for years, mm. you know. But this yeah, to quote John Romita Jr. could be good, could, could be, be not. bad <laughs> So, I mean, I'll, you know, I will read them because I'm me and I read all the comics. Yeah. So I'll let you know if any of them are good.
2: Oh, yeah, you should do it. And you, where can you let us know where they are good?
1: Oh, uh, um, UK. Go to my comic picks of the week and they'll be up there if they're good. Um, so uh, just to wrap up things with DC solicitations, um, Brian Michael Bendis uh, is going to be on Action Comics. So he's going to write Superman. That's interesting. We didn't call yeah, that at all. Didn't we did call that. Well, yeah, so I will
2: read that. I and will. he's bringing back the little red pennies.
1: Oh, yeah. Hashtag the trunks are back. The I was trunks. happy about that. Uh, Action Comics issue 1000 will be like a bumper sized issue. Uh, featuring... It's a bumper in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> so I will be getting that because I'm a bit of a sucker for Superman. Sat here in my Superman socks. Um, so, yeah, Action Comics, um, that's going to be cool
2: i are they going to talk that back in, by the way? So, like, the S is, like, a symbol for hope on his
1: pipe. What, the trunk's a symbol for fucking morality? He's probably just thought, we'll go back classic, you know. We're doing... We're taking, uh, taking it back old school. So this is interesting. Uh, DC Comics' February 2018 solicitations also sees DC's young animal imprint crossing over with the DCU uh, with Milk Wars, the unevent of the year. So the Doom Patrol have discovered that an interdimensional corporation called Retco has been stealing stories, reconfiguring them and repackaging them for new markets. Hmm. Mm. What does that sound like? (laughs) Our gang of misfits heroes have felt the touch of the nefarious company and it has already started to change them. Even scarier though, how deeply Retco has embedded itself into current continuity using the radioactive milk of psychic cows to quell the more dangerous impulses of the Justice League and turn them into heroes safe from the masses. Right, and this sounds like the biggest bunch of shite. <laughs> it looks Psychic crazy. Psychic cows. It looks crazy. But it's it's obviously, you know, they're crossing over, you know, Young Animals, Jared Way's stuff, with the main DC stuff, so...
2: Yeah, but it's it's same again, it's, it depends what you put it under. So, like, I get the Young Animals thing, but... When you're talking about Justice League and psychic cows,
1: I'm just like, what? what you <laughs> well about? it's meant to be batshit, hasn't it? You know, it's just
2: I know, but like I'm trying to think of a way to compare it. So like when he used to be Dan Brown, alright, Dan Brown, fantastic writer. I don't care what you say, fantastic writer, a setting apart like this dark mythology about Christianity and religion and politics and creating this almost fake truth about it. Um I wouldn't want him to cross over into Roll Dolls the Twits. They're both fantastic writers, fantastic stories, but there's no need for the twits to discover all of a sudden that Christianity is a lie and that there's actually some deep-rooted evil hidden within it and some conspiracy. These are two separate things. Keep them why are we crossing over
1: everything? With <laughs> his comics.
2: I know, but I just You know no. But do you know what people buy the most of? I, and I'm going to use your little solicitation here. Sorry to steal this. But where's the thing? So, DC Essential Graphic Novels, right? What's on your wish list? The top 25 that they recommend are Justice League Volume 1 Origin. Yeah, it's a good book. It is a good book.
1: Watchmen. Best book of all time. Batman the Killing Joke. Oh, no, i not, not read it, but it's awesome, apparently. What? <laughs> what? The Killing Joke, I've not read it. You've never read The Killing Joke? No, we discussed this in the movie review. Why am I never, I'll happily lend you that. Right, anyway, Batman Dark Knight Returns. Amazing, one of the best books of all time. Are you noticing a theme here? Yes. The
2: way? <laughs> um, Batman uh, Volume on The Court of Owls.
1: Haven't read it yet, but I've heard it's awesome. V for Vendetta. I haven't read it yet, but I've watched the film that was great. <laughs> Preacher Volume 1. Apparently, that's good. You've read that.
2: Yeah. Batman Hush? Yeah, great book. Are we noticing something still? None no, of these none are crossovers. Of these, yeah, none, none of, of the these. I, I, yeah. Honestly, I go down and there's nothing. The closest I can get is DC Universe Rebirth, the deluxe edition. That's still not a cl-
1: crossover. Isn't it not? No. it sounds like it should be no. one. Um, yeah, so stop fucking crossovers that's the yeah thing. You, you're you um, even printing it in the fucking premium <laughs> box that's a variant cover don't whack it oh is that a variant cover yeah. oh, sorry <laughs> oh <laughs> shit sorry <laughs> mate uh, anyway so to so wrap things up with solicitations is there anything that you're excited for <sighs> apart from I'm sideways <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to a couple of Marvels a couple of DCs but I'm actually looking forward to delving further and further into independent
1: comics. So for me, it's obviously the X-Men books. Hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to Domino. I'm going to carry on with Cable. The New Mutants is going to be good by the looks of it. So, yeah, I'm just going to like stick to what I know. I As guess. an
2: X-Men fan, are you looking forward to finding where Wolverine's been? Or is no,
1: not- I'm not. <laughs> Um, I will read Wolverine's book when he when he comes back. You know. So
2: can I just point out that people not, on, on the podcast listening, you did not see the dead look in his eyes <laughs> when I asked him that. It was just
1: rewind that back and listen how quickly he said no. There was <laughs> no. I'm not buying these tying books that where Wolverine pops up at the end and leaves some flowers in a hospital. I'm not interested. I will read his book when he comes out. Stop fucking tying in, right? Yeah, so that's basically where I'm at. I'll read the X-Men books. They look good. Events, no. Uh, DC stuff, I'll carry on with those issue ones because I'm curious. Uh, you know, Challengers might be dead good because it's a creative team. We'll see. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, DC are nailing it right now, with comics. so... No, yeah, I'll carry on with reading them. Okay, so to wrap things up with the show, we're going to look at the comic books that are coming out today, Wednesday the 7th of February. Oh, shit! So... I'm off to Manchester tomorrow to pick up my stack. So I'll, I'll tell you which ones I'll be picking up. Well, I'm going to tell you which ones you need to pick them up for me. Yeah. I've got money on me. I can leave it here. <laughs> so, from Aftershock Comics, Monstro Mechanica number three. From Archie Comics, Archie Jumbo Comics Digest number 286 and Cosmo number two. From Boom Studios, we're getting Adventure Time number 73. And Backstages 2018 Valentine's Day Special number one. Giant Days, number 35, and Met Cadet U, number 6. From Dark Horse Comics, we're getting Halo Rise of Atrocities. <laughs> they are really testing you this one. Number month. 5 of 5. <laughs> Incognito Ren- Renaissance, number 1 of 5. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> oh, I can't even go there for that one. Well, go on, give me. give C- me, Cachetti the Deathless, number 2 of 6. Good lad. Rasputin, the voice of the dragon, number 4 of 5. I even struggle with dragon. 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 Tomb Raider's Survivor's Crusade, number 3 of 4. From DC Comics, we're getting Bane Conquest, number 9 of 12. Not been reading that at all. Uh, Batman issue 40, I'll be picking that up. Uh, Batman White Knight, number 5 of 8. I expect you Um, want me to pick that up for you. If you would, that's my first one on the table. (laughs) Number Black Lightning, Cold Dead Hands, number four of six. Now, Black Lightning, I've not been reading the comics, but oh my God, the TV show, right? We need to discuss this on an episode of Talk Nerdy. <laughs> Can I, well, actually, yeah, and hashtag, I digress. But <laughs>
2: is, do I have to watch the other, the Flash? No, and no, 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 Can no. Can I just watch Black Lightning? Yeah, yeah. But is it tied I did in, I did in I did or not? As,
1: no, I'd advise not to, but we need to, we need to have a discussion on this. Oh, you advise not to? Watch oh, Black it's Lightning. awful. It's awful, mate. That's weird, because I've got people messaging me saying, Jay, can you watch Black Lightning? It's amazing. Mate. What? It's fucking garbage, mate. It's one of the worst TV shows I've TV issues? <laughs> it's it's one of the worst TV shows I've ever watched I'm not exaggerating but we will talk about that on the next episode of Talk Nerdy Uh, I want us to watch the trailer together because the trailer is just as bad as the show okay fair enough okay so anyway Uh, DC Comics carry on with them Bombshells United issue 11 Dastardly and Muttley number 6 of (laughs) 6 are they part of the new age of DC heroes (laughs) Deathstroke number 28 Exit Stage Left, The Snagglepuss Chronicles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you need
2: to do a crossover with Sideways.
1: (laughs) Exit Stage Left and Sideways. (laughs) Green Arrow, number 37. Green Lanterns, number 40. Harley and Ivy meet Betty and Veronica, number 5 of 6. That has been tripe. Isn't Um,
2: What's really sad about that? Isn't that got the original... The original writer of Harley Quinn involved as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. What's
1: his name? Um, Paul Dini. Paul Dini. Dini. Yeah. Paul Dini. Dini is involved in this series, and it's, and it's awful. I mean, I love you know Harley and Ivy, love them. Harley's one of my favourite characters, although she's being mistreated at the moment. And I love Archie comics too. Mark Wade's been writing them, and they've been really good. But yeah, this crossover is awful, mate. It's really bad. Um, so. Harley Quinn 37. Now, I got excited when I found out that the creative team was changing. Remember, for ages I've been saying, yes, oh my God, get this fucking writer off this book. It's awful. So finally we got the news that in the new year we're going to get a new creative team on Harley Quinn. I was like, yes. But the issue, when it came out, mate, it's almost... It's it's worse. It's, how? <laughs> I don't know how, but it's... It's just as bad, if not worse. It's awful, and <laughs> I've just lost all hope for Harley Quinn now. What is
2: specifically bad about the it? The
1: writing, the dialogue—it's—it's it's awful, mate. It's so bad. I'll—I'll I'll let you read it if you want to, but I don't really know. It's so bad. Um, yeah, so I won't be reading that anymore. Injustice Two, number nineteen. I might pick that up because I've heard that's been really good. Uh, Jetsons, number four of six. Meet the Terrifics Justice League number 38 Meet Psychic Cows Mother Panic, Batman Special number 1 May read that, because it's got Batman in it It's that whole crossover with the cows, I think Oh God Maybe, I don't know Uh, Nightwing number 38 Superman number 40 Mm -hmm. Swamp Thing Winter Special number 1 Wait, rewind
2: slightly So I thought they were getting... Are they not doing some kind of kind of legacy numbering as well? Why is it it's Superman number forty but action comics number of thousands? I missed uh,
1: something there? I don't think they've either not started the legacy number or well, it's not legacy for them, is it? But, no, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm not sure what's Are they what's only going doing on it on specific titles? they were they were only doing it on specific titles, aren't they? Possibly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay, so uh, yes, yeah, Swamp Thing, I wanted to read that. Um Is that still R L Stein on it? No, no, you're thinking of Man-Thing from Marvel Comics. What oh, fuck Swamp, my life. Swamp Thing is uh, Tom King. Um, <laughs> you're thinking of Man-Thing, there's a Swamp Thing, but Tom King? Yeah. <laughs> Tom King and Jason Fabok on art, and he's a fantastic artist. Um, I wanted to get it, but it's $8. What? Yeah, it's like a big fucking thick floppy. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> hey, my Man-Thing's been described <laughs> as a big fucking thick floppy. <laughs> So, I might just uh, read it online somehow. Actually. No, 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 no. Um, Young Monsters in Love, Issue 1. And from Dynamite Entertainment, we're getting Dejah Thoris, Number 1. Game of Thrones, A Clash of Kings, Number 8. Greatest Adventure, Nine of Nine. Legendary Red Sonya, Number 1 of 5. Shadow Batman, Number 5 of 6. Um, IDW Publishing are putting out 30 Days of Night, Number 3 of 6. Hmm. Back to the Future: Tales from the Time Train Number Two. I'm really wanting to get back on Back to the Future. I had to. That was something
2: I had to quit when I quit my job, and I thought I'll just wait till it kind of you know Peter's out, yeah. and I'll just pick it up. It hasn't stopped. Still going, and it's meant to be great. Yeah. Uh, the, and it is because it's the same creative team behind Back to the Future.
1: So yeah. I know Ryan Horn's a big fan of that comic. Yeah, as well. I, I really should get back on that. Uh, Ghostbusters Answer the Call number 3 Half Past Danger 2 Dead to the Rikes number 5 of 5 Haunted Horror number 32 Gem and the Holograms Dimensions number 3 Scarlet Strike Force number 2 of 8 Star Trek New Visions number 20 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Universe number 19 Transformers Lost Light number 14 Transformers vs Visionaries number 2 of 5 And Walt Disney Showcase, number one. Image Comics putting out Coyotes, number four. Extremity, number 11. Grave Diggers Union, number four. I Hate Fairyland, number 16. Mm. Image Giant Size Artist, Proof 7 to Eternity, number two. Kingsman, The Red Diamond, number six of six. Number one with a bullet, number four. Paper Girls, number 20. Rock Candy Mountain, number eight of eight. Rose, number eight. Savage Dragon, number 231. I did not know, by the way, that Brian K. Vaughan did Paper Girls. Yeah, it's meant to be amazing as I well. I did
2: not know that. So yeah. I've always seen Paper Girls pop up, and I've been oh, my my my, could do that. And then, what I love about the internet, people don't like, people get scared of, oh, I don't want to give my information. Amazon just messaged me the other day to say, a Brian K. Vaughan title's come out. So I was like, what Brian K. Vaughan title has come out Amazon? And they went, Paper Girls, but Hello! <laughs> I did not know he did yeah. that, and I'm going to delve... I think yeah. we should do a Brian K. Vaughan thing
1: one day. Oh, yeah, we'll do a Brian K. Vaughan There's special. plenty. I've read so much Brian K. Vaughan. Soon as though we've got a lovely intro at the start of the podcast, him, anyway... The one where he's sniffing your fart, I mean like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, um, Paper Girls, I've never read it, but it looks amazing. The art um, always looks yeah, nice. Looks, I'm not going to lie. The covers are beautiful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Brian K. Vaughan, it's, it's got to be good, hasn't it? So mm. I might actually up with that at some point.
2: Well, I'm reading Why the Last Man now, actually, oh, to rewind straight mate. to the beginning of the podcast when you asked me what I was reading. Completely <laughs> forgot to
1: mention I'm reading Why the Last oh, Man. We'll discuss that once you've read it. Yes. We'll have an episode on Why the Last Man because that is a fantastic book. Uh, Rose number eight, Savage Dragon number two, three, one. I've already said that. Uh, Scales and Scoundrels number six. Snot girl, snot girl number nine. <laughs> uh, Twisted Romance number one of four. Versus number one. Walking Dead number 176, Wicked and Divine number... Oh, sorry. Wicked and Divine 1923 number one, which is a Uh, one-shot. Oh, It must just be some sort of spin-off for what's going on in the title. Well,
2: the whole point of the Wicked and the Divine is that all the gods appear once every 90 years or so. So that'll be... uh, a flashback That'd oh right okay. I've so not read it so I don't know it's an it up and down title
1: not going to lie Witchblade number 3 uh, Keen Spot Entertainment are putting out Hunters of Astro number 8 Marvel Comics putting out Amazing Spider-Man number 795 Avengers number 679 Black Bolt number 10 Black Bolt's been fantastic by the way I've reviewed that for the site. But he can't
2: use his voice,
1: can he, at the moment? No, but it, it's such a great book, man. Honestly, you have to see it. The art in it is just incredible. The colouring in it is just... It reminds me a little bit of Mighty Thor. Okay. Um, but it's it's a fantastic book. I really do recommend you maybe read that in trade when it comes out. Mm. Um, black Panther, The Sound of Fury, number one. Daredevil, number five, nine, eight. Hawkeye, number 15. Iceman, number 10. Infinity Countdown, Adam Warlock number one. So there we go. The time oh to the film. Uh, Iron Fist number seventy-seven. Rise of the Black Panther number two of six. Rogan Gambit number two of five. Runaways number six. She Hulk number one six two. Spider Man number two three seven. Spider Man Deadpool number twenty-seven. Spirits of Vengeance number five of five. Star Wars number forty-three. Venom number one six one. X Men Gold number twenty-one. X Men Red number one. I'll be picking that up. Uh, Only Press putting out The Dan number 8. Titan Publishing Group putting out Quarry's War number 3. And Wonderful World of Tank Girl number 3. And that is it for this week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let us know your thoughts on uh, what's coming out this year and what you're looking forward to. Have we got it wrong? Uh, are we just making fun of DC for the sake of it? Or are these actually going to bomb? Let us know what you think. Uh, are you looking forward to anything that Marvel Comics are doing? Do you actually like tie-ins? Let us know <laughs> if, if you like it. Do you like yeah. Dude, for all we know titles? It might just be us.
2: We, we might be alone. <laughs> everyone be like, oh, give us another fucking time
1: in. Yeah. Yeah. So let us know. Yeah, talk to us. Talk Nerdy to us and we'll talk back. That's what we want to do. You know, We love the interaction. Email us at talknerdyuk at gmail.com um, and go to the website. That's the main thing. That's where all our articles and reviews are. Go to www.talknerdy.uk I do my comic book picks of the week. They're up there. Um, Gaz doing is doing his movies picks of the week, and JB blogs about all sorts. Have you got anything you want to promote? Uh, at the moment,
2: I have just begun again doing my WhatsApp doc. I shelved it for a bit because I wasn't sure what I was doing with it. But now I just re- quickly review documentaries. I do one nerdy one, one random documentary because there's so many now, and just give my thoughts on it whether you should watch it or not. And I have got some blogs that have been posted by guest reviewers uh, guest bloggers have sent me some and they will be posted in the next few weeks including a very interesting one um, about women through the age of sci-fi so if you want to blog for us just send them to talknerdyuk gmail.com just put the title of the blog as captain's blog and we will look at them and also, I'll, be on, I'll be honest unless they are dreadful to the point where I, you know, it's full of shit and racism and narcissism. Um, I will just edit them and post them. As far, <laughs> as, far as I'm
1: concerned, it's a little, it's a, it's a forum for the nerdy public to speak. Yeah, get get involved in this nerdy community. It's a platform for all of you guys out there. And if you'd like to be on one of the podcasts as well, just drop us a line and we'll, we'll work something out.
2: I'd also be interested to know if people. Want is there anything in particular they want us to talk about comic book wise? Yeah. So if you want us to specifically talk about a run or a brand or a you know publisher, a publisher or yeah. a, a, a character, property, whatever. I'll be honest, Chris and I just need any excuse to fucking just lock ourselves away for two weeks and just read the shit out of someone, so we can just every time it's uh, Chris,
1: Chris, can you wash the dishes? Oh, sorry, i got to read these comics. I have washed the dishes today, though. I was good. I didn't yesterday. I read Age of Ultron. Today, <laughs> today I washed the dishes. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, so coming up on future episodes, we're going to talk, be talking about Doomsday Clock and Dark Knight's Metal. Yes. Um, and I'm, I'm going to eventually get around to reading Superior Spider-Man as well. Maybe World War Hulk. Yeah. World War Hulk <laughs> we'll would be an interesting one because <laughs> I've already voiced how I feel about that. Cool. Okay, so um, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you soon. Keep talking nerdy. Keep talking nerdy. Bye.